Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostert. Hi, I'm Jamie Wincup. Hey, I'm Scott Pipe. Hi, I'm Nick Perkett. You are listening to Inside Supercars. For sure, I think if I get to drive more and more and more, uh, for sure, you know, I'm going to feel more comfortable. I nearly told him to calm down in the end. I'm like, mate, you're making me stressed. I'm stressed enough as is. In 2014, Chaz Mostert and Paul Morris won Bathurst. The race finished at almost 6.30 and 5.2 million people were watching at the end of that race. So a quarter of the Australian population watched Chaz win that race. That's a pretty you know, compelling figure to, to drop on anybody. <laughs> From the racetracks across Australia and around the world, here's Inside Supercars. So welcome to Inside Supercars. It's Craig Ravel and Tony Whitlock here talking about the pre-season with Tickford Racing Centre, front and centre of the news. Welcome aboard. Thanks very much, Tony. Yes, Tickford Racing, a, a name change, a brand that I think will be easily associated with motor racing and pay off for the team owners in the fact that they have an automotive business that has the same name as well. Indeed, it's interesting because if you look back in history, Tickford, in fact, were coach builders. That is right, things that were dragged around by horses. So that's certainly a name that's been living for a long time. Not in Australia necessarily, but in England, that's what Tickford stood for. So this week's show is some terrific news because we've got on board. You were lucky enough to talk to both Chas Mostert and Richie Stanaway pre-season when they were getting ready, was it? Yeah, that's right. They were on their pre-season camp up in Queensland when I had the chance to speak to both of them. And naturally enough, Chaz, obviously, a well, not obviously, Chaz is certainly a favourite for the championship. Richie Stanaway has now got a huge weight of expectation following his win at the Sandown 500 with Cam Waters. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see. Yes, indeed. And, and of course, Richie's the fourth New Zealander. So that's right. Not one, not two, not three, but now four fast New Zealanders in the series, which is fantastic news because New Zealand has always played a very large part of Australasian motorsport. And it's great to have Richie on board. A terrific young man, and I'm sure he'll, he'll do proud for uh, every New Zealander out there. Oh, also had a chance last weekend at the... Uh, uh, Bathurst 12 hour to catch up with Rod Nash who just told me a little bit of their final plans as they're preparing for the new season. It was uh, great for uh, them to be consolidating again of course uh, Tickford brand is also used in their road business where they're uh, doing conversions on uh, Mustangs and I can't remember to the full extent but F100s I think is, is part of their business uh, Craig? Yeah I think Ford Rangers um, and a number of other cars, but I'd say to you, if you went to them with a Festiva, they'd uh, do something for for a small fee, or maybe not too small. I'm sure they, I'm sure they would. So coming up after the break, we'll talk to Chaz and Richie Stanaway. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Facebook page, and to ask a question, email insiders at sportradio.com.au. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. This year in Formula 3, I think, is a fantastic environment for me to be doing that. However, I believe for myself, uh, a sustainable career in tin tops such as yeah, the cars in Australia is where I see myself. Second crack at the Australian time since we've been back and a bit unlucky the first time that we end up with a win there at Speedway City uh, two weeks ago. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au.
Hi, I'm James Moffat. Hi, I'm David Reynolds, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Welcome back. Here's Jazz Mostert uh, giving us his uh, pre-season views on uh, life in the land of Tickford Racing. What a way to start a brand new contract, seeing you not only with Tickford Racing till the end of 2019, but you keep your sponsor for that time as well. Yeah, no, it's like it's amazing. It's um, last couple of years we've been building on something pretty special with uh, with Tickford now, and um, then obviously to keep Supercoop on board is, is great. You know, they um, they've been an amazing sponsor. I think I, I fit their their criteria really well, and uh, they definitely fit mine as well. So it's uh, yeah, looking forward to going on for the next two years with those guys, and uh, hopefully get some more on track success. And yeah, looking forward to another big 2018 this year. And um, yeah, it's completely excited. So I can't wait. Now. People know that you're a professional athlete, so they naturally expect you're training a lot. But with a sponsor like Super Cheap that has uh, a lot of retail outlets, has a lot of promotions, what's your involvement with their business? Oh, look, you know, like my, my main focus is to, to get the results on track. You know, they're, they're obviously pretty passionate about getting results themselves in, in, their, in their industry. And I think um, they obviously want to go racing as well. And, um, you know, my focus is completely to, to get the results for those guys and, and myself and the, and the team. And, um, yeah, that's that's, the, that's pretty much the job at the end of the day. And um, hopefully try and be marketable. That's what um, I think a lot of the, the sponsors look for these days. And, um, you know, good fan base and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, there's a lot of things to it. But, um, you know, I think the, the biggest thing is try to get results. How many days a year are you out doing stuff with Super Cheap? Mate, that's a great question. You're asking all the big ones today, but um, there's there's a lot of stuff we we do. You know, there's obviously super cheap. We've got a, a lot of a lot of partners as well with a lot of their in-store brands, and um, you know we're doing different things here and there. So it, it's pretty hard to sum up a number. There is it's quite a busy year, um, but you know they they look after me enough to to, um, to go and do the job at hand as well, which is you know get the results on track. Mm, because uh, this Christmas period is normally the uh, the one chance where you get to spend a long time in one place. Yeah, yeah it's good to, to shut down and, and not think about the, the supercar circuits for a little while and enjoy some time with family and friends and uh, yeah, put on a few kilos here with a, with a few, few nice uh, treats over the Christmas day and the New Year's period. So, um, yeah, now it's all about, you know, the New Year period now, trying to burn it all off and uh, get focused on the year ahead because it's a long one, it's a big one, and it's, and it's hard work. So, um, yeah, that's the main focus now heading forward. So what sort of uh, racing were you doing in that break? Yeah, look, I, I, I kept up uh, pretty sharp. I did the uh, Asian Le Mans series in BMW Motorsport. Um, also got the Bathurst 12-hour coming up as well. So, um, yeah, been keeping busy from the end of last year with a couple of side events in the M- M6 GT3 car, which has been pretty exciting. And um, Yeah, so overseas stuff's kind of finished now. And, and uh, I got the 12-hour for my last event with the BMW guys for the time time period and um, yeah we'll see what comes from it in, in the future but yeah looking forward to the supercar scene to keep back off and um, get back in there How different is the sports car scene compared to on a weekend uh, basis compared to a supercar weekend I think I think the racing all around the world is, is um, just as competitive anywhere it doesn't matter which uh, category you're in if it's GT3 or, or supercars I think the people you're racing out there are racing for sheep stations no matter what they're racing for so um, you know, I've learned a, learned a bit over the last couple of races in the Asian Le Mans series stuff, and um, it's great that they're a bit more endurance races too, you know. So, 
looking after tyres is pretty much the main game in, in supercar land. And, um, yeah, hopefully this can uh, give me a bit of an edge coming into this year. Now, are you continuing on this year with your relationship with Adam DeBore? Yes, yeah, as far as I know, unless there's something else going on. Um, yeah, I believe we can get forward with, with Adam again this year. So it's fantastic to keep the continuality going. And, um, yeah, you know, we made our car pretty quick last year and I think we can make it a bit quicker this year. So, and no doubt I'll be uh, putting in a, an extra 5%. Like you do every year, you try to raise another bar and um, you'll see if we can come up with some, um, yeah, a bit more consistent results this year. We had a good year last year and uh, you always want to aim higher than, than the year before. So we'll see how we go. Obviously, uh, a lot of talk about two other teams on pit lane. Are you happy to be seen as the uh, the outsider coming into this championship battle? Oh, look, mate, I'm I'm not reading into it too much. Just at the end of the day, results on the track speak themselves, and and that's our main focus as a team and and uh, and the teammates. You know, we need to work hard together. We make our cars as quick as we can, and um, if we can make them as quick as they can and get the full potential out of them, there's no reason why. Why we can't stand on the top step like we showed last year. So, uh, like I said, we need we need a lot more consistency this year. So I think we took a big step last year, but um, yeah, we've got to keep building on it as a team and um, see how we how we put it all together this year. Mm. Of course, everyone's interested in seeing how the uh, new Commodore goes. But uh, you guys all had a a bit of fun at their expense uh, through the week with a, a Twitter post saying the car looks good in the rearview mirror. Yeah, I mean, I. To be honest, I've completely stayed off social media except for a bit of Instagram here and there. So, uh, yeah, like I said, I've been staying completely away from the supercar scene at the moment. I've got, we've got some goals I need to kick off before I get back in one. And, um, yeah, just working hard off the track at the moment. How hard is it to stay away? Uh, it's pretty easy, to be honest with you. <laughs> it burns you out pretty quick for the year. But, um, you know, now I've had the break over the year, refreshed and ready to go out there and, and get amongst it. So, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty hard to in the off season to I guess stay in the loop with supercar stuff. I you know I live on the on the Gold Coast up here, and, and my team's based in Melbourne, so it's um, it's a bit tricky to to get back and forth over the holiday period. But um, you know when it all kicks back off, kind of bit Feb, I'll uh, I'm sure I'll get up to the up to the scribblers that are going around. Is there much different stuff you're expecting in and on your car this year? Uh, look, mate, I know the guys have been pr- pushing really hard from b- before Christmas to, to this year to, to try and um, tidy up a few things with the car. And um, no doubt they've um, probably succeeded on some things, and there's no doubt there's some things that um, probably still need some work. But look, uh, as far as I know, they've been pushing hard. And um, like I said, I've just been pushing hard myself. I'm trying to get myself ready and give them guys the, the best driver that they can get, you know. Mm. And of course, the test day comes up soon after the twelve hour. That will be your chance to really see what the boys have done. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. For now, it's just um, focus on the twelve hour. That's uh, kind of been kind of building with the Asian Le Mans series stuff, and no doubt as soon as we get out the other side, of the uh, full mindset on uh, supercar land. Will you be down in Melbourne doing feats, seat fittings, and and other little things like that, or you won't you won't meet up with the team full on until you get. Uh, to Sydney for the test. The, the beautiful thing about you know, keeping the, the continued run with the team and um, you know same crew and, and same same engineer that uh, everything should still fit like a glove. So I shouldn't have to do another seat. Should still be one there from the last two or three years. And 
uh, no doubt just just jump in there and feel like a god. So we'll uh, we'll see see how it all goes. Well, I'm sorry to party crash your last few days of holiday, but uh, congratulations. Uh, motor racing is a fickle game, and an extension of contract in a car that looks like it's championship contender with uh, strong sponsorship is a great indicator that uh, you're not uh, anywhere near being done. No, for sure. We're uh, we're going to have a good red hot crack this year. Like I said, it's great for the Super Chief to stay on board. Great to stay with Tickford for another couple of years. And um, yeah, like I said, hopefully we can build on some uh, great success and try to try to get another Bathurst and see if we can get this uh, elusive, um, you know, championship trophy at the end of the year. But we'll see have a good crack and see how we go. Mm. And of course, Tickford's so much easier to say than the last few names you've had for teams. So obviously, you haven't had a slip up yet, which is good to see. Yeah, we'll see what happens in another couple of years if we change it again. But we'll go from there. Thanks very much, Chaz Mossett. Cheers, mate. Coming up next is Rod Nash telling us of their plans. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot. You know, through the years, a lot of reference this race is one of our majors. 600 miles around here is no easy task. Uh, we were able to beat the two level two the boys and, uh, and meet Anthony Begley in the final, which uh, we were able to do after, um, take the win off him. So, it was, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh, Raptor family. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. Hi, I'm Jamie Wincup. Hi, I'm Nick Percat. You are listening to Inside Supercars. Welcome back to Inside Supercars. Craig Ravel and Tony Whitlock yet again getting ready for a new season of supercar racing in Adelaide. We kick off, of course, and uh, coming up next is Rod Nash. Been up here as a spectator only? Uh, just uh, more so with supercars. Right, supercars business. Yeah, looking at uh, yep, okay. how they do it, All right. what they're doing. Now, you're wearing a Tickford shirt. This is the first time I've actually seen you, I think, branded Tickford. The branding, rebranding of what was FPR is going well? Yep, absolutely. It's been received quite well by all our supporters. So, yep, I think they're just relating it to what we've already, you know, put out there in marketing. So, When you're saying supporters, you're meaning commercial sponsors? No, commercial oh, every, everybody to do with um, right. ProDrive, FPRA, oh. yeah, yeah. It's actually going to be a very exciting year for you because you've now got four... Fast young men, yep. and uh, all of them obviously bona fide contenders. Yeah. Um, is there much personnel change within the team? No personnel change. No personnel changes. None whatsoever. Well, that must be very satisfying. Mm. Yeah. You had looked at one stage of moving premises. That's now been put aside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it uh, just worked out to uh, stay where we are. There's uh, some major um, extensions and renovations underway at the moment, so it'll um, sort of, you know, uh, enlarge in our facility by another 50%, so uh, that'll be a bit of disruption throughout the year, but um, but yeah, we'll end up with a um, nice large Taj Mahal at the end of it. Right, okay. Um, there have been changes in the management structure of both the management of supercars and also the board and the commission levels. Uh, do you see much of that making big changes? Um, oh, well, I mean, the board just has its normal, you know, changeover when, um, uh, you know, the um, uh, 
that the standings get you know revoted um, over every um, biennial year for team representation. Um, obviously, the big change is the CEO's position. Um, you know, the commission's pretty um, you know consistent, so um, yeah, it's not too bad. But yeah, uh, obviously with Sean coming in. Um, you know, I've, I've had a bit to do with him already, and yep. I'm pretty impressed. He's got his finger on the pulse. He hasn't he hasn't started officially, but he's certainly in the background working away. Okay. Um, and so far, I mean, the year looks fairly standard in terms of the rounds we're doing and the timing of things. Do you foresee in the near future that's going to change much? Um, look, uh, there's always change going on. I mean, yep. um, you know, we're evolutionary in respect to our car styles, you know, what's going on at the moment, so that's all, um, you know, uh, um, the opportunities are all there to be taken, and, um, you yeah, know, the teams will just keep working through that on on what body shapes they use and what engines, so there's certainly going to be some dynamics in changes um, in the next couple of years, that's for sure. It must have been fantastic as, as a member, a very active member of Supercars, to have seen such uh, great success at Newcastle. And so many different fronts. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's very fitting of what we're about, you know, that to put together a brand new regional, you know, um, uh, street circuit um, and pull it off in in a successful manner like that, that just doesn't happen by default, you know. So, obviously, the um, whole... You know, management uh, right through it, all the contractors and everybody that, um, and the you know the Newcastle Council and the state government that all um, got behind it. Um, there was a massive effort. Um, so that's one bit of it, you know, which is a big bit, obviously, to get it done. But it's it's quite fitting then that we've got this road show that people like. So we built it, and they did come to the tune of nearly two hundred thousand. So first. First event was uh, amazing. There's an obvious um, scenario where, in future years, I mean, where it's a Ballarat or a Geelong or any other major rural cities, that that could obviously fit within. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a good model to go and sell if there was opportunities elsewhere, um, because again, that that model clearly worked, you know. But um, you know, you've just got to just got to weigh up the options and and everything else. But certainly. Um, you know, it, it, it shows that you know what we're about. Um, you know, we're very much a uh, pretty successful sporting entity, that's for sure. I suppose the biggest uh, thing to look forward to this year is Tail and Ben coming on in August, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, um, you know, the third week of, um, of uh, August, um, and you know, I believe all the reports I haven't seen it, but the reports I've seen from. Um, uh, talking McDoom before and like yeah they said it's amazing so the Shaheens that are behind it all you know it looks like they've um, pretty committed so um, um, it's great to sort of see a, another actual racetrack sort of yeah, street, yeah, street yeah. circuits are great in their own right but we don't want to lose sight of racetracks real racetracks either it would be interesting if someone actually came for this scenario where it became their test track in future years maybe yeah absolutely yep sky's the limit isn't it it's always possible well thanks very much Rod Nash of Tickford Racing we look forward to a great year and to uh, your team uh, showing yet again uh, the sort of success you've had in recent years. So do we. Thank you. 
Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Sport Radio Facebook page. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. And, you know, every, every year I see Jackie Stewart at the Grand Prix and I just remind myself of, of his part in, in starting the, the path to safer cars. Dissecting the sport with interviews, news and opinion. Jack Brabham certainly left his mark not only on Australian motorsport but motorsport all around the world. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Well, Tickford Racing's new driver in the lineup is Richie Stanaway. And Richie, congratulations. Uh, a move into the main game. It must be uh, a, an interesting time for you. You've been on uh, a couple of different career paths to uh, get a permanent top level gig. And now you're here in Australia and uh, already a race win under your belt. Yeah, it's great. So, obviously, um, you know, finally have a contract race in supercars. It's something I've always I've dreamed of doing. And, um, yeah, like you said, I've had a, a few different career paths that never sort of arrived at a destination. So it's good to, to finally arrive at, you know, a destination category and, um, you know, be, uh, you know, and so hopefully the long haul. And um, uh, for me as, as a new driver, it's, uh, you know, I can't expect too much <clears throat> in my first season. You know, rookies historically don't do too well, so I don't see any reason why I would be an exception to that. So the first year is just going to be about learning as much as I can, and then um, hopefully um, can be a lot stronger in that second season. And it's it's good to you know have a, a contract where I know I've got those two years. Um, you know, rather than every other year of my career, it's kind of just been um, on a year by year basis. So um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Now, who are you teaming up with, engineer wise? Um, I'm running with Sam Potter, who engineered Jason Bite last year. So, um, yeah, it's going to be good to work with him. And, um, you know, he's um, looking to establish his career as well. So hopefully we can work well together. And, of course, you knew Sam because you were in the, the Tickford Racing Stable last year. And, of course, they were sharing a boom with you throughout the Endurance Series. Yeah, obviously, um, good to, to know the team already. Um, you know, not just the engineers, but my three teammates as well, um, you know, rather than having to, to learn a new team and, and learn all new people, it's you no know, good to already have that familiar, familiarity to work with. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, looking forward to, to building on that team rapport and um, hoping to integrate into the team as a full-time driver as well as I possibly can. Now, whilst you have said you're a rookie in this category for championship status, you're certainly no rookie in motor racing. How... Have you been able to be so adaptable at so many different styles of race car? Um, I suppose it's because to maintain my ability to race has always relied heavily on on performing under situations where I haven't had the opportunity to learn. And I guess without having developed that skill, then I would never have been able to get as far as I could. Um, You know, I never had the luxury of, of... being able to learn categories like junior formula categories, I always had to go out and, and be on it straight away. Um, so that's always played in my favour. Um, the only difference now is that um, it, it's a lot different when you're going into a, a category with um, long-established, experienced drivers where, um, you know, you're relying on that last fine bit of muscle memory that there's no really, real shortcut to. You can only really get that through a, a few seasons of experience. So, it's obviously going to be a lot different for me now, but um, you know, hopefully, it can have a, a fairly good baseline to start with. What is a realistic goal? You said you're not 
banking yourself on race victories. But, of course, after people have seen you in the endurance series, they'd be thinking that why wouldn't this driver be lining himself up for race victories? Yeah, I suppose um, the reference I've had previously hasn't quite been accurate because I've only been racing co-drivers or guys that have been previous main drivers but they haven't done it for in the main game for a few years so they're not the the correct reference for me um so um yeah and also yeah just the fact that um you know i haven't driven a lot of the circuits and um it's just uh yeah it's going to be a lot different to how i've been compared to in the past Mm. now uh, obviously you're going to be spending a lot of time in australia where's your base going to be uh, I'll be living in Melbourne, so um, I've flown over to the to the Gold Coast yesterday for our training camp, which we're doing for the rest of the week, and then I'll fly back down to Melbourne with the other drivers on Friday, and then um, I'm just staying with one of the team members um, while I find my own place. So, um, yeah, next week I'll just be looking to settle in somewhere. And, of course, the training camps for Tickford Racing are quite... Uh quite famous. How are you finding uh, this pre-season ordeal they put you through? Yeah, it's, um, I'm looking forward to it. We haven't done too much yet. We just started this morning. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to a good week of training. Obviously, Adelaide 500 is a notoriously tough race physically, so it's good to have this, this uh, pre-season camp um, a month out because not only will we get a good little boost in our, in our fitness from this week, but then we've got a whole other month um, you know, to keep chipping away at it and um, do a bit of team bonding as well. Um, it's been a, a few years since I've been um, in an environment like this where we've done training camps. Um, last time I did one was back in start of 2012 when I was a junior driver for the Lotus F1 team and then the year before that with Volkswagen. So it's been, yeah, about six years since I've done one. So it's, it's good to be back in a, in a professional environment like this really. Um, you know, where the team um, makes the effort to put these things on. For yourself, knowing that you've got two years now, how many of the tracks are you familiar with? We've all seen you on the three endurance tracks, but how many of the other tracks have you been able to uh, test on or race on before? Uh, There's four tracks I haven't driven on at all, and there's nine tracks that I've driven on but not in a V8 supercar, so... um, yeah, obviously, you know, there's a few that I know, but, um, yeah, that's probably the toughest thing for me. Mm. Um, you know, at Adelaide, for example, never driven there. Um, and then, you know, I'll practice on Friday morning and then end up qualifying uh, later that same day. So it's, uh, you know, it's always going to be tough for me in this, in this first season, but that's what, what being a rookie is all about. Are you a simulator person? Are you someone who can strap yourself into a, a race simulator and, and get something out of it? Or are you purely uh, just read up on the corners, find out what the, the, the data is from the other drivers and then put yourself in the car? Um, I am a simulator guy, but um, I, I probably won't be doing any of that this year just because the, there isn't as many laser scan accurate versions of most of the tracks here. Um, and also, I, I know all the tracks in terms of, like, you know, I know all the layouts and stuff. But there's a difference between knowing a track and 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 having driven on it and having that feel for it. Um, so, obviously, you can use a simulator to learn the layout of a, of a circuit. But you need to race on a circuit before just to properly have that last bit of feel for it. So, um, I probably won't, won't be looking at doing much or if any simulator work this year. 
And have you put a circle around that race in August, which yeah, is at the bend where it's brand new for everyone? Yeah, I have. That's going to be a good race for me. Uh, it's probably my best opportunity to get a result um, because no one no one knows it. So, um, yeah, definitely put a circle around that one. Mm. And uh, where do you see yourself this year? Are you, are you shooting for top tens every race weekend, top fives, or do you actually have to say, oh, I'm a top 15 competitor? <laughs> uh, it's a tough question to, to answer. It's, you know, without a crystal ball, it's hard to know. Um, so for that reason, I, I don't have a, a result in mind. Um, you know, I don't have a line in the sand where I think if I finish here or above, I'll be happy, or if I finish below that, I'll be disappointed. You know, I don't think it's I don't think it's the right thing for me to do. It's um, for me, it's just about doing the best I can with the experience I have, and um, you know, I'll, I'll see at the end of each each weekend what that gives me. Um, and you know, if the results aren't, aren't too great, then that doesn't mean that I can't get to a high level in the future, you know? So, um, you know, I've got to make sure I'm quite resilient and in this first season. And, um, yeah. And then also obviously as the season progresses, I'll have a better feeling for kind of where my place is. Um, but it's hard to know that right now. Is it fairer to yourself by, I want to finish 95% of the laps in the first year or something like that? Yeah, that's definitely a good thing for me to focus on. Um, Rather than trying to be a hero and, you know, do stuff that, you know, I probably shouldn't be trying to do and, and trying to outdo my, you know, my ability without the experience and, and causing, you know, DNS and stuff, I, you know, it's going to be more about consistency and, and um, making sure I'm on track as much as possible so that I don't miss out on valuable track time. Um, and also, you know, with some of the events having qualifying on Sunday, then if I, if I can have a solid day on Saturday, then hopefully when I go to qualify on Sunday that I can, you know, do a better job on that second day having already had a previous day of experience. So definitely we'll be uh, trying to focus on consistency, especially at some of the street circuits. And how's the fitting gone? Uh, having been a co-driver for someone, you've always had to have the compromise position. How are you going getting a car tailored to you? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, as a co-driver, I haven't sort of jumped up and down too too much or at all really about little um little driver preferences but um so you're always compromising a little bit of performance there with whether it be seat position or a certain um you know setting that you're able to change on the car it's um you know nice to now have my own car and i can fully uh you know work it around my own preferences so um, i'm definitely looking forward to that well, it's a pleasure to catch up with you and uh, look forward to seeing you out on the track. On, uh, Of course, the test day first is going to be a critical day for you. Yeah, it's going to be a, a great day. Um, you know, any time you can be out on, on track is good, especially um, with the testing rules. And, you know, you're only allowed to drive your test track. It'll be nice to go a test day somewhere else and, uh, uh, you know, try to be as, as comfortable in the car as I possibly can and, um sort out all those things before obviously we get to Adelaide. Hmm. Well, all the best and uh, look forward to seeing you on the track in 2018. Thank you. Inside Supercars with Craig Gravel and Tony Whitlock. Your final thoughts for this week of Inside Supercars. Well, you know I've got a final thought, Tony, and that is grid girls being banned in Formula One and then they're on the perhaps on the endangered species list at Supercars as well. Whilst it is an interesting 
philosophical debate. Ryan Walkinshaw put a tweet out uh, over the last few weeks where he said, great way to show equality, let's take a good paying job away from women. I know, Tony, you've got your thoughts on it, but I, I must admit, it's not motor racing per se, but it's certainly been part of motor racing for a long time. Is it the objectification of women? Does it cause a bad social problem? I'm not the person to ask. Craig, just on grid girls, I thought it was interesting over the weekend. Uh, there certainly were no real girls. There were a couple of uh, icebreak girls there, but majority of cases there weren't the uh, lycra-clad girls. But not my girls, as you say. I mean, that's just quite ludicrous. Um, the one thing I did want to talk about very briefly was um, young drivers, and it's great to see five new young drivers coming into the series, making their debut this year, and that's fantastic for the series. And I'm, I think that that's uh, long been uh, needed every year to be, maybe not five every year, but that's one of those years when we're having a big uh, changeover. That's great news for, I think, everyone involved in the sport. It just refreshes in every every way. So that's Inside Supercars for this week. Uh, we thank you very much for listening and hope you'll join us again next week on Inside Supercars with Craig Ravel and Tony Whitlock. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next week for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. Inside Supercars.